0: Time to open your PPC Playbook. Optimized by PPC Professionals. Learn how to execute winning strategies for building your structured ad campaigns and optimize your bids and targeted ads with the tips and advice of our PPC pros. Inside your PPC Playbook. Please welcome your hosts, Shane Ryans and Maria Perilli. Hi, everyone. This is episode 10 of the
1: PPC Playbook. I'm your host, Maria Perilli, here with my co-host, Shane Ryans of PPC Professionals. Every week, we discuss topics related to PPC advertising and show you how you can improve your paid search campaigns today. Wow, Shane, can you believe it? This is episode 10.
2: I can believe it.
1: We're in the double digits.
2: And I I can believe it only because it's been a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) You've kept me on my toes and uh, hopefully this will be another great episode.
1: Well, I've got a fun fact for you today.
2: What is your fun fact today? Not
1: too long ago, I was at a charity event, and during the charity event, I was hanging out with the Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. (laughs) Well, whatever remains of the Sugar Hill Gang, let's put it that way.
2: Okay, that works. It
1: was a lot of fun.
2: Uh, You know, uh, life is... Is what we're open to,
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: And, and as we're we're ready to experience fun and interesting things, they show up.
1: I had to break out my uh, funky dance moves for that event.
2: Oh, and I didn't get it on video. That's a shame.
1: <laughs> you missed it.
2: I missed it. So, what else is new this week?
1: You tell me. What's your fun fact?
2: Uh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. to so, you again. As Darren would say, I'm about to lift my skirt a little, really? which which I did not to do, really. Um, my fun fact is I started out in Internet on the technology side, and very quickly I realized I could take my technology background and manipulate the search engines a- and – you know, everybody says, Ooh, that's black hat. You shouldn't do that. You made a lot of money doing that. And There's
1: nothing wrong with manipulation. Yeah,
2: well, as long as it's not other people. Exactly. Right? As, as long as it's an algorithm, I feel good about it. So someone always benefits. <laughs> someone always benefits. So this week, I started manipulating some social algorithms. Really? And, and this isn't a social show. So I'm not going to go into it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding um, some interesting things in the social network that <laughs> you can absolutely brute force and, and be a little spammy.
1: <laughs> so apparently you're not going to share it with us, but if any of our listeners want to know what it is you're doing as much as I do, please uh, write us and let us know and maybe Shane will you know, reveal what he's talking about.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I got my hands smacked by Matt Cutts <laughs> years ago. You know, it, it, and it's one of those things multi million dollar job. We went and pushed a little too hard in the index, and I'll leave it at that. And
1: so he must know you by name now.
2: He does know me by name. It was a really funny, <laughs> like, we were in Boston. Uh, I can't remember the specific event, and I'm going, hey, I got this multimillion-dollar investment over here that Google got a little upset with me and blackballed me. Like they they literally banned me out of the index, even for my own domain name. (laughs) And so I went to Matt, and I went, hey, can you help me with this? And he's like "Uh," – he's got this little notepad, and, and I don't mean iPad. I mean like paper pad. Yeah. This is years ago, and he, he takes some notes. And I run into him a couple of days later, and he's like, "Yeah, um, you have seven major violations for Google's guidelines."
1: So you were literally on his list in his notepad.
2: I was on his list in his notepad That's multiple incredible. years ago. Wow. Well, and this is why I'm so cautious in the office about the things we do.
1: Well, you're certainly experienced. That goes without saying.
2: Well, it's not about being experienced. It's about uh, once you get kicked out, getting back in is a lot harder. Yeah. So, what are we doing the show on this week, Maria?
1: So, today we're going to discuss the back to school season and how it affects, you know, just the way that you approach marketing during this time as well as your PPC campaigns. As you know, Shane, back to school is the second largest retail opportunity of the year, um, the holidays are coming up. So, so this hits right before, um, Shane, I know that you've had the opportunity to be in, um, to manage marketing for a book website as well as a travel website at the same time. So you saw some interesting things with those two websites, correct?
2: Absolutely. And the thing, if you're in marketing, the thing you have to be aware of with back to school if you're in a vertical that's directly related to those back-to-school supplies, you sell textbooks or you work for a office supply company, you're going to see your sales jump. They're going to skyrocket, and and that's about a you get about a six-week period, um, just because the timing. And if you're on the opposite side of this, you're in a vertical that's not related to back-to-school supplies, you're going to see your, both your search queries in Google and your conversions uh, drop in, in this process. And it actually kind of creates an X. About the same time your, your text, your back-to-school supplies, sales start dropping off your travel or your skincare supplies start picking up. And it's just it's an issue of the parents are really focused on getting their kids back to school. They may visit your website, they may see you, but not actually convert and it doesn't mean they're not interested. It just means the timing's wrong.
1: Their mind is just somewhere else during this time, which is absolutely reasonable. Absolutely. So what and- you're what you want to do if you're selling a product or service that's directly related to back to school is set yourself up um, a calendar where you can kind of plan everything out ahead of time because different geographies, different areas of the country are starting school at different times. There's different things going on that are going to affect what goes on with your marketing schedule. So make sure you set up a calendar and you're aware of all these things.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the simplest explanation I know is most people go, hey, spring break is a week. But if you actually get into the bookings and looking at when it happens, um, by the time you figure colleges, high schools, and middle schools, spring break is actually that one week is spread out over six weeks. And that same thing is true – in, in booking, uh, rather you're booking, rather you're buying books, right? You, you're gonna see that, that traffic spike and then it, it'll fall, but it's not a week. So, unlike uh, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, this actually spreads out over multiple weeks. And it spreads out over multiple weeks because colleges go back at different times middle schools and high schools, we're happy to be here in sunny Florida. We never have to worry about a snow day. Right. Right. But my, my nieces are in Pennsylvania, so they actually start back to school a couple weeks earlier.
1: And that could depend based on how many snow days they get during that year.
2: Exactly. So it, it's not a – this isn't a one-week shot. Like you're literally looking at a uh, back-to-school is a four- to a six-week period. Um, with about a two-week peak.
1: Right, that makes sense. Um, another thing you want to be aware of is the sales tax holidays during this time. Um, I know that they're different from state to state, but these are usually r- huge shopping days. I mean, parents wait just to purchase specific things, most, most likely clothing, um, during the, the tax-free holidays.
2: Yeah, we really should have brought Dustin in on this. He, he literally gave me a list yesterday. Did he? He did. <laughs> uh, two, two ki- you know, he's got two kids that one's starting college this year, the other one's going to the military. And, and he's like, Yeah, the, the, this time of year, it's you, you got to buy textbooks, you got to buy rulers, you got to buy notepads. And the thing to keep in mind is it varies per uh, geographic region. So you can't run your tax-free sale at the same time in all 50 states because it varies.
1: So the point here is do your research, figure out where your target market is, and make sure that your offer is right in front of their face when they're ready to buy because there is definitely um, specific buying dates at this time, if you're selling back to school and uh, products or services, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back as to how this relates to PPC.
0: PPC Playbook. We'll be back after this short timeout.
3: Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com.
0: WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30 day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Time to get back into the PPC Playbook. Optimized by PPC professionals. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Hi
1: everyone, welcome back to the PPC Playbook. We're talking about Back to school. Now, Shane, let's say you have your calendar planned out, you know the specific dates when kids are going back to school, you know when the sales tax holidays are. How do you start analyzing your data or creating your uh, campaigns in AdWords? Do you look at last year's data to see if maybe you can find some trends there as well?
2: Absolutely. You, you're going to see trends in your previous year's data. And you need to be aware which segment of this traffic are you on. Are you on the segment that's going to peak during back to school or are you in the segment that's going to crash? If you're in the segment that's going to crash, don't freak out over your conversion rates. They'll get better in three weeks. right? If you're in the the group that's going to peak, you might actually want to increase your CPC spend. Just forecasting that there's going to be increased demand.
1: So, what should the other group do? Should they pull back on bids and kind of hang back for this period, or you,
2: you have to look at the historical data, right? Some companies will find, hey, their their sales are going to dip for this two or three weeks, um, but then they come back with a vengeance. Right, like their their conversion rates triple or double as soon as the back to school rush is over. So because, you're
1: saying that they're still doing research during this time? Maybe they're just not buying because their money is being spent on their kids.
2: Absolutely, their money's being spent on their kids. They're they're they are they do not have a chance this week to chat with their hubby and go, "Hey, I'd really like to take this vacation to the Caribbean." Because they're chatting about, hey, we got to go buy $800 worth the textbooks for a college kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right?
1: That's not even an exaggeration.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's a timing thing. Be aware of which segment of this traffic you're in front of. Um, if you're in the front, that's – like when I worked for College Bookrunner, we sold textbooks. And we knew from August 1st until about September 15th. Um, we were in peak season and it was keep the keep the staff there 18 hours a day keep them there till they they cried <laughs> and mm-hmm. I hate to say it that way but when you're shipping thousands of textbooks every day like you, it takes a little bit of effort. but as soon as they come out of peak season they don't need all that staff there
1: right so what are, what are some of the ways that? Um, online retailers can segment their data from previous years in order to sort of figure out trends and where they should be putting their money and things like that? Uh,
2: you know, go, go into either analytics or AdWords and, and segment your data first by month. And I say by month because monthly you're going to see some patterns quicker than you will weekly. Um, And then once you figure out where those really high spots are at or really low spots in your monthly report, then look at your weekly report for that month and and actually hone in on when it starts. And and it's going to vary from year to year. Uh, Every year Christmas is on a different day. And the same thing is true for going back to school. Exactly, it, it, it's on a different day every year, so you can't you can't pencil it into the day, but you can pencil it into the month and the week, and go. This is where I need to be a little more active, reactive, or or I need to pull back a little bit based on your market history.
1: Now, what about segmenting by device, or you know, um, let's say you have an e-commerce site and you're running Google Shopping campaigns, you can actually see what your best sellers were last year and, you know, maybe do promotions on those items.
2: You absolutely want to look at your best sellers. Um, devices, uh, the device world is moving so quickly, and when I say so quickly, like it's jumping in leaps and bounds every year, it's really hard for me to comment on the device just because... You may have someone come in and, and look at you on a mobile device or on an iPad and then go book on their actual uh, – go create the conversion on their computer. And it's really hard to call devices right now for me. Right. Uh, I, I could definitely say mobile devices are are taking a lot of search impressions here. Um, in some verticals, you can see – 50 or 60% of the impression share on on non-desktop devices. Uh, If you're in a vertical like tech support or you're in a vertical that's selling a product, you may find that your mobile campaigns, your mobile clicks are 50% of your traffic but 70% of your sales. And that's just a real simple... Math equation. Most websites convert it one to five percent, and most telemarketing companies convert it uh, as much as twenty-five percent, thirty-three percent. You know they're converting at one and four, one and three. So be aware of your mobile because it can be, if you're taking phone calls and converting those phone calls, it can be really huge.
1: Right, and be sure to also go in and optimize your Google shopping campaigns if you have products on your website because this is the time where, you know, probably this is. If you haven't done so already, do it today because you definitely want to make sure that you're including product names, color, sizes, whatever descriptions you can in your product listings, uh, which are now Google Shopping campaigns. We've done a previous episode on that, so if you want to go back and listen to that, and we can tell you exactly how to do that.
2: Uh, a great point. Absolutely, Maria. Um, and one thing that will really play into product campaigns this time of year is price point. Definitely, um, If you're selling a, a stack of three legal notepads and you're a dollar higher than Office Depot and Office Max, you may be in front of the traffic, but it's probably not converting because they're looking at it in that listing.
1: Right, and everyone loves free shipping, right? If you can do free shipping... Definitely do it. And even if you have a minimum, you know, $75, and then you get free shipping. Um, I read somewhere that 80% of consumers are actually more likely to purchase a product when there's free shipping.
2: Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I noticed with dealing with travel is anytime you throw in a value add, whether it was a, a free restaurant credit, a free spa credit, a free – anything, Um, that value add can really make a huge difference in conversions. And if you're in a a vertical, let's say you're selling HP printers and HP says, well, you have to sell the printer at $200 and you can throw in a free ink cartridge, right? You've still, you've maintained your price parity, um, but that little value add could make a really huge difference in your conversion rate.
1: Absolutely, and and here's where you can get creative. Um, good point in throwing in the print cartridges, definitely.
2: Well, we've seen it in hotels, and what we typically <laughs> seen was, you know, the Hilton. When the Hilton rolls out a price, they do not want you to violate that price, and so from a to maintain your contract, you can't.
1: Yeah. So throw something in there extra,
2: right? throw throw something in there that, that doesn't violate your contract with with some of the major resorts it was oh we'll we'll give you a $100 airline credit or we'll give you a $100 spa package uh, for free right you you've honored your parity <laughs> you, you've honored your legal obligation but you've given that consumer an incentive to convert with you
1: Perfect. That makes perfect sense. Uh, Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll show you some tips that you can use on your website to increase conversions during the back-to-school time.
0: PPC Playbook. We'll be back after this short timeout. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen.
3: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the
0: competition.
3: To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO two two one six nine one for Moby Mantis.
0: Time to get back into the PPC Playbook, optimized by PPC Professionals, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back, everyone.
1: Today we're talking about back to school and how you can improve your PPC campaigns during this high buying season. Shane, are there different things that we can do on a website that will um, maybe show different offers to different people in different geographic locations to capture them when they're ready to buy?
2: Absolutely. Um, There's a few different companies that offer IP to geo lookups and when i say geo lookups they'll uh ip addresses have to be registered in a certain way so there's some back-end data that you can actually take and and look at an ip and go hey this consumer's in chicago or this consumer's in atlanta and by tailoring your and i'm going to use your tax example that you brought up earlier as an example um if you know that the tax season in Chicago is September 1st through September 15th, you may show some different promotions on the landing page than you did in, in Atlanta uh, where it's a different date range. So you can take those those geo lookups and, and actually tailor your sales uh, to what's going on in that geographic region.
1: Right. And, th- and that and that makes perfect sense. You want to – definitely give the consumer exactly what they're looking for and relate to them. Um, so this this can happen in different ways. We can send them to a specific geotargeted landing page. We can show a banner that's specifically geo-targeted to their location. Um, we can also do um, something that slides in. There's different ways to show this, and there's different tools that, that you can use to make this happen.
2: I, absolutely. I don't want to don't want to give a shout-out to any specific tool. What I do want to say is tailor yourselves to what's going on in that geographic location. Um, the best example I've ever seen with this is in the wintertime, if you're in the northeast of the U.S., uh, pushing out a Caribbean vacation for three days is a great thing to do. Right, this people want out of the snow. That's the only thing they're thinking. It's like it's freezing. It's cold. Give me somewhere warm where I can put shorts on for a few days. Um, so yeah, your your geographic locations and the the level you get into it per company is going to be a little different based on your resources, but definitely be aware of it.
1: Right. So to sum it up, do your research, uh, know exactly when your consumers are ready to buy. Uh there's different websites out there like the nrf.com which is the National Retail Federation. They pull a lot of statistics together that can help uh, that way you can analyze consumer trends easily. Um Shane, do you have any last words?
2: Any know your market. Yeah. No and, and I can know your market, know your market, know your market. Like really please go look because um and, and I'm going to go back to college textbooks for just a minute. The textbook season spans six weeks, and if you really look at it on a long tail, some people could say, it well, it spans eight weeks, and the reason it spans six to eight weeks is what we mentioned before. It's some schools have to account for snow days, and what we didn't mention before is some schools run off a three-month or a four-month calendar depending on how many credits they offer per year. Right? Some schools do fall, winter, and summer, and some schools do uh, four uh, – geez, Maria, help me here. What's the word? Four
1: – Semesters?
2: Semesters per year. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, be, be aware of your target audience. Uh, if you're not aware of your tar- target audience, you're going to overspend or underspend and this is not something bid software is going to help you with, right? You have to know, you have to be proactive,
1: and by do your the, research. That's and, it. And do,
2: and do your research. By the time the bid software reacts, you know, and, and I'm all for bid automation if it makes sense. But by the time it reacts, you're out of peak season and you miss the wave. Yeah. So don't don't depend on a third party to to predict what's going to happen.
1: We'll have to save that for another episode. Bit automation, we can go into that for hours, right?
2: It's a wonderful thing, right? If used properly, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The the thing the bid software can't take into account is it reacts. And a lot of times to be really profitable in PPC, you need to be proactive and, and – And make your changes before the software can ever pick it up. And and we just – I want to take just a minute. We just talked with an online ticketing company. And in their case, the bid software, after the event ended, three, four weeks after a concert ended, would start to downbid the the CPC. But when you can look at it and you can go, okay, well – uh, shares not gonna like share plays in Fort Lauderdale on June 3rd. For you to wait until June 30th to downbid that is a m- huge mistake. Like you've got to look at it and go, ah, yeah, that's done. Pause,
1: right? Exactly. Perfect example. All right, that'll do it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us at ppcprofessionals.com. We've got our AdWords 101 session there. We've also got a free PPC audit for you. If you have any questions for us, ask us via Twitter at PPC Playbook, and we'll feature your questions on future shows. Please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening.